0: This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Go with me to the book of Romans, chapter 4. Now, we've been in faith and we're going to stay in faith. Uh, Romans 4 is a great passage. That whole chapter is really good on faith. I'm just going to read several verses in there. Uh, I'm going to review as you're turning there. Last week, we were on the story of Judah. And oftentimes, I'd said that many times... People feel unworthy receive from God for guilty because of their past. Well, in that passage, Judah really got off track with God, but yet God was able to use him. Now, one part of the story that what I do on Thursday mornings, I go back and I review everything I speak on on Wednesday night. And I just like to look to see if there's any little nuggets in there that I've, I haven't or I have missed. And I'll ask the Holy Spirit. I'll say, Holy Spirit, show me stuff. Well... He did show me something. And if we were to go to the book of genealogy of Jesus in Matthew 1, it said that Jesus came out of the lion or the tribe of Judah, the loins of Judah. Now, we understood that Judah got into sin, but God still used him. But the thing I didn't highlight at all last week, that his daughter-in-law, the one that he impregnated with the twin boys, which is crazy again to me, crazy story, but... Her name was Tamar. And Tamar is in the bloodline of Jesus too. And so, you know, this pertains, I believe, to men and women. That if you've made mistakes in your life, even sexually, you know what? God will forgive you. It's just the goodness of God. And I've I've been around women before when we begin to pray that I would sense... Maybe because of abortions and things, they feel like I'm so unworthy. You know what? God will forgive you, okay? And so I just want to highlight that really has not a whole lot to do with what I'm speaking on tonight, but I'd like to to interject truth sinners to realize God loves you and God's for you, okay? Woo! You ought to shouted on that one. And that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. We're gonna begin in in Romans chapter four, verse number nine. And I will tell you, some of this is very wordy in here. But when I start reading here about circumcision and uncircumcision, those had to do that the Jews were circumcised really as as an outward act is what it was. So you're going to see those words. So we begin in verse number 9. Does this blessedness then come upon the circumcised only, which would have been the Jews, or upon the uncircumcised also? which would mean the Gentiles. And I love the wording there. He said, this blessedness. These blessings doesn't just come upon the Jews. He goes on to say, For we say that faith, Woo, that's a good word there, we say that faith was accounted to Abraham for righteousness. So better stated here, Abraham was counted as righteous because of a, a he was accounted righteous by God because of his faith. It had nothing to do because he was circumcised, and actually at that point he wasn't. But again, a lot of times people get hung up on religious things, and it clarifies us right there, that Abraham, who is the father of all our faith, every one of us in here, he was, he, he was righteous because of his faith, because he trusted God in that area. Verse 10, how then or how then did it happen that it was accounted? While he was circumcised or uncircumcised? Not while while circumcised, but while uncircumcised. So what he's doing here, he's clarifying this stuff as far as being religious. And he received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had had while he was still uncircumcised, that he may be the father of all those who believe. Now listen what the New Living says here. Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but aren't circumcised. He ends this word and says, though they are uncircumcised, that righteousness might be imputed to them also. So literally what he's saying is, me and you, we can be counted righteous, Just like Abraham was through faith. Now again, what is faith? Faith has to do with the word of God. That I believe and I speak everything that God says. That so much of our faith is centered around the promises that God's made. Every one of us. Verse 12. And the father of circumcision to those who not only are of the circumcision. But who also walk in the steps of the faith. So right here we see that Abraham was the de- he was designated the father of all who will live by the pathway of faith. If they only have the same kind of faith as what he's talking about, which our father Abraham had while he was still uncircumcised. So understand this. Abraham didn't earn the blessings of God because of circumcision. He he got a hold of it because he walked in the footsteps of faith. He believed and he trusted God. Now again, Abraham is the example of faith for every one of us. So we read all this, and again, it's kind of wordy. But now the question arises, how did this man who the Bible describes the father of our faith, how did he get his faith? How did all this take place? Well, let's go back in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, chapter number 12. And we're going to begin to see some things here that I believe will really, really touch your heart tonight. So again, it doesn't matter if we're Jew or Gentile. We receive by faith and we come in the name of Jesus. My faith and your faith is all fulfilled because of Jesus. Every bit of it is because of Jesus. Genesis 12 verse number 1 Now the Lord had said to Abram get out of your country from your family and from your father's house Now I'm just going to stop there because Abraham direct or God directs Abraham to do one thing He said leave He said Get away from your family. So when you begin to look at this, the reason he's saying this is he's saying you've got to sever your past. And what he's talking about here is you've got to get away from your comfort zone. You've got to get away from your securities. You've got to get away from the things that you're familiar with. Now This, this is going to be a heavy dose of the truth right here. But if you'll note there, he said, get away from your family and from your father's house. The word of God trumps your family and your father's house. What am I saying? I cannot put my family above the word of God. The reason he's saying this right here is because Abraham's own family was a bunch of idol worshipers. And God knew for him to stay around his family, he would never walk in the things that God had for him. Now, I know that may sound hard, and I'm not saying that you totally blot out your family. But listen, if they're not serving God and you run with them, they're going to pull you down, okay? And I know that's not easy. It's not easy when you get away from friends, that you've had friendships for life, it seems like, but they didn't want to serve God. Here's the paraphrase edition for that. You run with the snakes, you're going to get bit. I don't care who it is, okay? So think about what he said. you got to get away from your past. Sever all those ties. Now, when we go on and pick up right here where I left off, he's going to give him five eyes. Five eyes that God promised to do for him, number one. And in these next few verses, there's eight promises. So we begin at the last part of verse 1. To a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So every one of these blessings that God said to Abraham, we have the same right to them by faith. Every one of us. Now here's the key again. I'm never going to walk in those things until I obey the first part and I leave all the things I'm familiar with and all the things that I'm tied to that aren't good. So God gives him these great instructions here. The five eyes. And, and when we look at verse 3, Abraham here, he, he had to choose, do I live by the will of God, or do I stay connected to my family and my past? Now, it's a free choice. It's a free choice for every one of us. But he had to look at this. I'm going to live a life of isolation, which he was getting away from all his family, Or I'm going to live a life of popularity. I'll be popular with God or I'll be popular with my family. See, every one of us in this room have choices to make. Not easy. Verse 4. So Abraham departed. You know what that word right there, departed, tells me? He obeyed. He said, Father God, I choose what you say above everything else. So he departed. As the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot with him, and Lot was his nephew, and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Now, what you see there is how do men and women become great in God's eyes? You know how you you become great in God's eyes? You obey. We obey just how Abraham did. And I'm I'm not going to try to color or code it in any way. It's not easy, okay? To step out and live by faith. And this is what he's talking about. Verse 5. Then Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered. And the people though they had acquired to run, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abraham passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the Tirbin the tree of Moriah. And the Canaanites were there in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants... I will give this land. What a promise. And there he built an altar to the Lord who appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountains east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent was with Bethel on the west of Ai. On the east there he built an altar to the Lord. And he called on the name of the Lord. Now I want you to think about what's going. Here's a man who leaves Everything he has to obey God. God makes this promise to him about this land. And when he leaves that place, he builds an altar to the Lord. Now why would you build an altar to the Lord? To worship him. To praise him. To me right here, this signifies that Abraham was saying... Father God, even though I don't understand everything you're telling me to do, I'm still going to trust you. You know what that is? That's faith. So I believe when he built this altar, he probably raised his hands, he probably got on his knees, he probably shouted, he probably did a little dance before the Lord, but he said, Father God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to live for you. And this passage right here, it says, he calls on the name of the Lord. Now, every one of us in this room, we like to know the courses of our life. We like to know the maps of our life. We kind of like to know where we're headed. But you know what faith says? Faith says, I'm content in just trusting what God says. And this is where Abraham had to go right here. Now, what ultimately goes on here is this... is. The challenge isn't just to start in faith. i got to live by faith. Uh, Romans 1.17 says, The just will live by faith. So it's a consistency. Your faith is a daily walk. you got to trust God on a daily basis. And, and when I do that, man, my life is well. But when I stop trusting God, I've gotten out of faith. And we get out of faith, we become in a weakened position. So, this happens to this guy named Abraham. He gets out of faith and he quits trust in God. So, he goes to the land of Egypt. There's a severe drought, a uh, uh, food shortage there in Egypt. And Abraham gets a little bit paranoid. You know what he says? He says to Sarah, who's his wife, he said, You tell the Pharaoh that you're my sister. Don't tell him you're my wife because she was very good looking and he thought, they may kill me. So you know what he does? He basically lies. And when I look at that, I begin to say, okay. He takes his eyes off of God. He quits trusting God. One translation says he became faithless. It's very easy for us to be in faith for a period of time in our life, but then we can get off track. That may be you tonight. Now, watch what happens here. In Genesis 13, begin with me in verse 1. Then Abraham went up from Egypt and God bailed him out, what he did. And he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot went with him to the south. Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. You know what the message says? The message says he was loaded. (laughs) I like that. You know why I like that? Because we're in the same blessing covenant that he is. So he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had begun. At the beginning between Bethel and Ai. So now he's left Egypt and guess where he goes? He goes to the very place where he began. Keep reading, that's important you see that. To the place of the altar which he had made there at first, and there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. So right here we see he got back to the altar. He started calling on God. He stood on God's promise. And so oftentimes, when we get out of faith, go back to that place where your faith came alive. Go back to the Bethel. Go back to where you first started believing God. And again, if you'll note... What does he do? He builds an altar. And he starts calling on God. Don't ever quit calling on God. Don't ever quit going to the altar. Keep hanging around with the things of God. Verse 5. So Lot also went with Abraham, and he had flocks and herds and tents. I'm telling you, he was walking under the blessings of his uncle Abraham. Now the land was not able to support them that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abraham's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanite and the Pezzarites there dwelt in the land. So Abraham said to Lot, Please let there be no strife between you and me, and between my herdsmen and your husband, for we are brethren, we're fellow bl- brothers, Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. If you go to the right, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes, and he saw the plain of the Jordan. Now, I I hadn't seen this until this morning, but it said when that he lifted up his eyes, Lot was led by his physical senses. Lot was not led by the eyes of faith. Everything that Lot looked at was through this. And so when he began at the two types of land, and he was going to get the first pick, he was drawn because of his eyes. It had nothing to do with his heart. Remember this. When it comes to faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know what that means? I can trust God's promises. I don't have to be dominated by my flesh. And this is what it goes on to say. So he said, He saw the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah like the Garden of Eden, or the land of the Lord like the end of Egypt as you go toward Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Now, When Lot chose what he chose, the reason he chose it is because it had an abundant supply of water. Now, when you look at this right here, Abraham, he didn't protest, he didn't stop his feet and say, That's not fair, that's not fair. He looked to God. He trusted God. He wasn't moved by whatever Lot had chosen. It didn't bother him because when you read this right here, faith knows, you know what? God's going to take care of me. Actually, Hebrews 10.23 said, "He he, He who promised is faithful. That's how Abraham began to live. He lived off the promises of God. Verse 12. So Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain, pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Now this is the land that that Lot chose. little history lesson. It's not long after this is when God destroys that whole land. Verse 14. And the Lord said to Abraham, after Lot had separated to him, He said, Lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are northward, Southward, eastward, and westward. Do you know what God's saying? Open up the eyes of vision. And everywhere you look, I'm going to bless it. Watch the very next verse. For all the land which you see, I will give to you and your descendants forever. And so right here, Abraham has a promise from God. You know what's interesting in this promise? Back in Genesis chapter 12, verse 7, it said, Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and he said to him, To your descendants I will give this land. This is the second time God repeats the promise to him. And he's saying, get this in your heart. This is the land I'm going to bless your descendants forever. So when I read this, Here's the blessings that are for every one of us in this room, by faith. God said, I will bless you, I will multiply you, I will make your name great, and I will bless you to be a blessing. Do you know every bit of that is Genesis 12, verses 2 and 3. And you know what the power is in that? He said that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through faith. So the very things that he promised Abraham, every one of those were a promise. He promises you and me. So guess what? I would begin to claim that promise. How do I claim that promise? I begin to believe it. I begin to speak it. I said, thank you, Father God. You said that you would bless me. You would multiply me. You would make my name great. You would bless me to be a blessing. And something happens The more you speak those promises out of your mouth, the more faith begins to rise in your heart. And before long, that faith takes root and you start believing it. And you start walking in the blessings that he promised him. Now go with me to the book of Galatians, chapter three. Ooh, Galatians three. This is what we'll end with tonight. So we we do a little review as you're turning to Galatians three. How did he get faith? He believed what God said. And you saw all the blessings that were on his life because he trusted God. Do you know later on, God calls Abraham a friend of God. He said, he's a friend of mine. That's how much of a relationship he had. Galatians chapter 3, verse 6. Just as Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now what Paul's showing is here that Abraham pleased God by faith, not by doing the works of the law, okay? If you'll look there, it says, just as Abraham believed, me and you can receive the same things from God by believing and trusting that God will fulfill everything he promised. Verse seven, therefore know that only those Therefore know that only those, only those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. And you know what he just tells us? The heirs of the promised blessings are those who learn to live by the principles of faith. If I was you, I would mark that verse up right there. I've got to learn to live by faith like Abraham did. Verse 8, and the scripture foreseeing that God would just the Gentiles by faith. Woohoo, that's us. We've been justified by faith. We've been declared uh, righteous by faith. He preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand. Now, if you really want to dig into this verse here, he says, first of all, he said, and the scripture foreseen that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, he preached the gospel. If you'll note, the Scripture and the preaching of the Gospel, both of those are talking about the Word of God. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So he reveals right here again that the way my faith explodes is i got to get into the Word. Remember, I get into the Word, God will get into me. See, I've got I to build my faith. Start getting into the Word, read your Word, quote the Word, speak the Word, meditate on the Word, and obey the Word. Verse number 9. In all your nations shall be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with the believing Abraham. The New Living says, so all who put their faith in Christ Share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. Now, I don't know that it could be spelled out any easier or clearer to us than that. He tells us right there we can walk in the same blessings of Abraham, but I got to believe and trust God. I got to obey. Him. Verse ten: For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written. Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Obey the word. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Listen to this that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles who are in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So again, when we look at everything we're talking about here, Jesus qualifies us for every bit of that. But the way I receive all that he's talking about is by faith. I've got to feed my faith and I've got to starve my doubt. I've got to continually get into the Word of God. And when you see the promises of God, that's for me and you. I can believe all those promises. But man, I need to start praying them. I need to start confessing them. I need to start speaking them. I just need to start believing that, God, you promised it. And if you promised it to Abraham, you've promised it to me. He said that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles who are in Christ Jesus by faith. So you know what it tells me again? i got to get some faith. i got to get into the Word, and i got to keep staying in the Word. And it becomes a, a, a consistency, a constancy. I me mean, like to eat every day. Ones of you didn't raise your hands. We're going to pray for liars after the service, okay? Maybe I need to qualify it. I said how many you like to eat every day? How many like to eat multiple meals a day? You know that may be they say there we go. So again, we we know our physical body likes to eat and we know that what food does for us, it gives us nutrients. And you've heard this say, you are what you eat. You eat a lot of good food, you'll be healthy. you eat a lot of junk food, your body will start breaking down. You want to be lean, mean and fit to be seen. Okay? That's not not scripture, okay? I just threw that in. So, what's your point and what you're saying? Well, again, we've trained our, our physical body to eat three hot meals a day, but we feed our spirit man, our heart, our souls, one cold snack a week. So, what are we saying? I gotta get in the word get in get in a bible where you can read it and understand it and in your daily reading i'm i'm going to give you the, the amplified's incredible the message is incredible i understand those i graduated from clovis high school i understand it okay that ought to help you right there and so in my everyday reading that's what the areas i read just so i can gain some understanding and again, God's not into quantities, into quality. How many of you have ever read the Bible and after you read it said, I can't tell you one thing I just read? That's me, I've done that. So I slow down and I begin to dissect it. And you ask the Holy Spirit to help you, but I've got to get in the Word. So what happens? I feed my faith and I starve my doubts. And the more I read the Word of God, the more I hear the Word of God, the Word of God starts coming alive in us. Just like with Abraham. So stand up here and here's some of your homework assignment. Some of you need to break up with the snakes, okay? And and I don't mean that ugly, but God knew that as long as Abraham was around his father, Terah, they'd be a bunch of idol worshipers. Here's what I found out about the kingdom of God. You're either going to worship God Or you're not. And at times in my life, I've looked and i said, Man, Lord, sometimes your word is not easy. But yet there was always blessings that followed it. Now, i got some of you young ones in here. Here's a word for you young ones. Don't run with people that will get you in trouble, okay? You run with the snakes, you're going to get bit. So what I'm telling you is don't be addicted to stupid people. I don't know that I could have said it better, more eloquently. But again, in my life, that's why I got in a lot of trouble is because I chose to run with people who had no heart for God. And so get around godly people and you say, well, at my school there are no godly people. That's why I said there's times you're going to live a life of isolation. And sometimes we don't want to live isolated. Man, I want a bunch of friends. I want everybody to like me. Well, that's not going to happen. Okay? Just telling you the truth of the matter. But something happens when I say, you know what? I'm going to live for God. I'm going to live by the word of God. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com